What's up, everybody? This week, Greg and I put our heads together and rank over 40 of the most popular animated shows that came from the 1990s. That and a whole lot more is to come, because maybe 90s animated shows weren't really meant for kids after all. Welcome to the show. You know, now that I think of it, I don't think anything in the 90s that was made for kids was actually made for kids. I think it was more made for their, uh, their brothers and sisters and stuff like that. So, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I think they did a, a really good job, like especially in the Disney genres. They kind of skirted the line between the two. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like they had subtle references and stuff, like kind of like innuendos and puns and stuff like that, where kids would be like, huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the adults would be like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. So, hey, everybody, what's up? This is John here, John by Greg, once again, and we are here on the 90s podcast right here in the because maybe network it has been a busy 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 couple of weeks so uh we're gonna try and get through this as through through this part as quickly as possible but um just before we get started guys if you are on facebook twitter tumblr or instagram check out the because maybe network go to youtube at bit.ly slash bm network dash youtube that's where you can get all the video game walkthroughs podcast samples and so on and so forth and anywhere that you find great podcasts be they Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, or TuneIn, that's where you'll find us. But we're not on Google because Google still sucks. Not Google, no. Not Google. Not Yahoo. Ow. <laughs> You're Whoops. There's a microphone there. Oh. <laughs> yes, we have. We are slightly set up differently, but again, we'll explain that here in the next segment. So, man, how have you been the last couple of weeks? It's been a while since we've seen you. Uh, yeah, I kind of had a little break from the band. I've been focusing on... Some other projects, doing live sound a little bit, doing booking a little bit. Yeah, I had a similar conversation with uh, Dexter last week. Everybody seems to be doing live sound like a, a, a lot now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's always out there. It's always needed. I've been I've been lending my services on a volunteer basis actually to a to a local church that's been in desperate need of some uh, good sound. So uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Then got to work with lots of different bands and help you know help the church have good sounding microphones and no feedback and oh that's that's you yeah. can hear the piano i got them listening devices set up and all nice. kinds of stuff so yeah i've just been kind of working on that working at my house hanging out now so, so for some of our british listeners listening in um the churches i've noticed in america are more like uh, what in britain we would call a community centers um what i mean by that is is they're set up in such a way that they're like arenas and theaters and stuff like that, you know, super churches and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just, it depends on the church. Uh, this is a real small church. I think it's like a, maybe like a hundred person cap room. Nice. I mean, it's not very big at all. It's a very, it's a, it's a small neighborhood church. It, the, the, it's mostly older people. Um, but, um, it's a really, really nice, it's a nice little family. It's, uh, my son loves it. So, yeah, I just kind of run sound for them um, on the side when I'm not touring and stuff. It's fun. So let me ask you a question because I, I asked this last week. I'm going to ask you this year. What do you find you have more fun doing? Uh, like uh, band stuff where it's all more involved or just event stuff like doing the church and so on and so forth? You know, I I consider them all part of what I call like the, the musician's trifecta, if you will. For me, anyways, the engineer slash musician trifecta. To me, it's it's a piece of the puzzle. I like them both in their own way, I guess you could say. Um, but for me, the fact that I get to, to play live music, do live sound, and do audio production, that's, to me, I just can't complain about that. That's just, 
that's pretty awesome all around so and then on occasion you come here and have a chat so it's fantastic yeah all it's right. always good to be here man so because we've got a lot going on um coming up in a minute we're gonna go ahead and uh, i know we normally spend a lot longer just chit-chatting away before we get into it but we've got a lot to go through this this next uh 45 minutes to an hour and there's gonna be a lot of talking so we're gonna go ahead and jump right in but before we do that uh do you have anything going on here in the next couple of weeks if you do check out the, the websites which are yeah the holodex.com slash tour um uh, updated schedule um it's updated every time we get a gig so that's usually every week every couple of days um, we're going to be in Lake Charles this weekend, uh, LaBerge Casino. Uh, cool fact, um, I can't remember if I told you this at work, but we're playing at LaBerge. The Golden Nugget Casino is like you could literally throw a rock and yeah. hit it. Um, the night that we're playing on Saturday night, Incubus and 311 are going to be playing next door at the Golden Nugget. Nice. Now what's, so that's kind of cool. What's the date of your show? Uh, twenty twenty first and twenty second. We're there Friday and Saturday night of March. No, uh, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, by the time this this comes out, this I would guess be long. It's, I guess it's irrelevant. <laughs> so, but then again, you're a big fan of three eleven. So. Oh yeah, I, yeah. My if you know anything about three eleven, and then you look at anything that I have on stage or anything that I do when I'm on stage, you're gonna be like, yeah. And, Definitely, and they're gonna be playing in the next building to you the same time you guys are playing. Yeah, the, yeah, the 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 casino over. Man, so. you, you need to sneak someone over there and say, "Hey guys, when they're finished, come hit this bar." Yeah, you know, I was thinking, <laughs> come about, have the after party over here, man. I was thinking about that. You know, the this the Saturday that I get there, I don't that that we play, we're already be set up and sound checked and stuff because we'll play the night before, so we don't have to be there until like 10 p.m. I've got the whole freaking day. Look, you wouldn't be surprised how far you can get, kids. Watch, confidently. Put put a lanyard on and confidently walk towards a backstage area holding a guitar. No one will stop you. <laughs> so that's what I plan on doing on Saturday. And I know everybody. I even I know all their tour managers' names. I know exactly who to look for, who to talk to. I I will I will find some way to hang out with them, <laughs> or like you know, so you'll interact say- with them maybe without you know getting arrested or looking like a psychopath so you'd be like hey jimmy where does, where does blah 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 want this guitar and he's yeah. like oh yeah just go over there yeah exactly are you new yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a book that i'm re- there's a book that i'm rereading right now right and um there's a guy in there uh the, the book is about a british comedian doing a tra- doing a travel thing meeting a whole bunch of people and uh, one of the person persons he met was um one of the first internet.com billionaires uh, millionaire, excuse me, not billionaires. Uh, but uh, he said that he'd met all presidents up to 2004 that have been alive in his lifetime. And I said, man, you know, you must have a lot of stroke and a lot of contacts. How, how did you manage that? Oh, it's simple. I found out that their itinerary and pause as a waiter. Wow. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. This, hi, this is for Mr. Clinton. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right? Wow. Yes, um, yeah, confidence can take you far in life, kids. It, yeah. it really can. It can, and you got to know what you're doing. And right now, we do know what we're doing. We're going to go ahead and look at 45, I think, or 40. I can't remember the exact number. It's a bunch. Of cartoons that were made in the 90s, ranging from things that you would see now on Adult Swim, things that you would see in Saturday morning. Classics to flashes in the pan, basically, yeah. and but everything in between. And everything in between. And what, what, what do I mean by that? Oh, you'll see. There's two. I'm oh, looking... I forgot about that one. And then there's like, oh, of course, there's that there, one. There are two yeah. back-to-back right here that you would never put together in the same conversation. But no. you'll understand when we get through it. All right? Yeah, let's do it. So we'll be back here in just a second. Scenes of the 90s. 
Alright everybody, here we are. Now what are we doing today? Well today is going to be an audio version of this, but uh, we will put the final result of everything up on our Facebook page and in the video that accompanies this, we'll actually put the final score up there to what we're doing, okay? So, we're here right now. We've got 45 of the 1990s animated TV shows. Now, these animated TV shows have been made between, I say 1990s, they have been made between January 1st of 1989 to December 30, 31st of 2000. That's when they made their way onto the TV screen. Or actually, 1999, not 2000, excuse me. That's when they made their way onto the TV screen, okay? That was the first time you ever saw any of these, was in between those 11 years. The reason I put 1989 in there is because it was the last year of the 80s, but a lot of those shows kind of bled over into the 90s and actually had their biggest strengths in the 90s. I'm not going to disqualify The Simpsons because its debut episode was 10 days before the 80s ended. Right. You know? That's now, the bulk of the bulk and the classic stuff is all in the 90s. Exactly. So. It, that, that's being persnickety and pedantic. We, no, no. We, we use that exact same basis in the holodecks when we're picking up material because people will say, oh, hey, why don't you do Guns N' Roses or why don't you do, you know, Motley Crue or they'll name like a band that had like Bon Jovi. That's another one we get all the time. But he did the he to me he did the bulk of his work in the eighties and the seventies. Yeah, and I mean if you have if you have like you know a song that was released in eighty nine, but the album that was almost released in the nineties that that counts too. Well, I mean, yeah, there's know? a few exceptions both directions. We have one that was it was recorded and released into in two thousand as a album but it was released as a single in 99 yeah so Something, I mean, stuff like that so so you know it's 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 i know you gotta there's a little buffer in either direction yeah, you, you gotta you gotta allow for that it's so gonna be bleed over i mean like i said last week we talked about a video game that was released in the 2000s because it was part of a trilogy that started in the 90s right so before we but before we get started too right i know a lot of people say man why are you two you know why are you two gonna do this why are you gonna ruin a lot of people's childhoods what what gives you the authority to be able to decide where these things go okay look i've done over well this is episode let me pull up the exact number but this is going to be by the time of release we're going to establish a little bit of credibility here. yeah we're, we're going to establish our credentials <laughs> just just a, just a little bit um just to give you an idea of where we're coming from that we're not just two dudes with the microphone and a computer yeah because although lot... we are but we're a little <laughs> bit more than that but i mean a lot of people just you know just come out with this this that and the other and they believe this this that and the other because they are arrogant or whatever we like to have fact based on here but this is opinion fact if that makes sense this yeah we're is... having a little bit of fun with this one yeah but this is the thing this is our 48th episode okay i grew up in the 1990s in the united kingdom greg grew up in the 1990s in the united states two different sides of the world two different cultures all you know brought together by uh, two pop culture two different regions for me as well yeah. i lived on the west coast and i've also lived in the south so so we both grew up during that time period we've both studied the 90s in our respective uh you know, respective endeavors. Right. Greg has done what? Two hundred gigs. Two hundred and seven, or something like that. Two hundred and seven gigs with the holodecks. We've done fifty episodes of this podcast, more or less. We've we've done a lot of examining and thinking about and talking about the nineties. So. so so we we feel we feel like we we yeah. you know we have a little bit of credibility when it comes to ranking these. But as always, it's it's an opinion. And opinion. So. And opinions are like. Everybody's got them. Yep. Just this time we're getting ours out for everybody Everybody's to got, see. Or what's the other one? Uh, there's the, the Christian version. They're like armpits. Everyone's got two and they stink to everyone else. 
<laughs> maybe I'm just, you maybe see I'm... the look on my face right now <laughs> bewildered so, but what we're going to do right is um we've got a couple of rules we're not going to just going to go ahead and blah 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 dump them in there and you know spend two hours mm. debating whether or not uh, courage the cowardly dog is great or good right but what we're going to do is we're going to talk about each show brief brief on some in depth on others we're going to talk about how good that show was in a vacuum and that's important because, like I said, there are two that we're going to do back-to-back in the first few minutes of this that you can't compare because they're two completely different audiences, two completely different genres, two completely different whatever. Right. If we agree, they'll go in that tier. If we disagree, if they're, like, if they're back-to-back, we'll put them in the lower tier. And if we, if there's like air like between he th- them... He thinks, yeah, he thinks it's awesome and I say it's terrible, then it'll be split the difference. We'll put a slap bang in the middle. Best, best, That's best the best possible. way to do it. So, I, think, I think we're going to have more agreeing than disagreeing, yeah. personally. But um, then again, we have the interesting contrast of growing up thousands of miles away. We got introduced to these shows in different ways, at different times, possibly, so... That, that could have some effect on that. We'll just see how it goes. Yeah, and I mean, half the ones that are by Nickelodeon, for example, I didn't get through Nickelodeon. I got through, um, you know, British uh, Afternoon TV, which is where, you know, we got them after we got them after school. You guys got them Saturday mornings, you know? Yeah, so, or, or some of them, like, there's some of them that I just completely missed because I was already, like, you know, chasing girls and yeah. working part-time jobs and stuff when I was, like, 14, 15. You I, know? I was unlucky because I had two little brothers. Uh, yeah, I had a little brother, but he's ten years younger than me, so yeah. he was like watching Barney and stuff <laughs> at that time because he was four. You know yeah, what I mean? my, my brothers. Uh, um, when I was sixteen, they were eight and seven. So I was. So you were still on the curve. Yeah. yeah, so I was on the curve and half babysitting them from time to time. So well. yeah, no, yeah, I was still in the in the full on Barney and Disney mode at that point, and I'd already I was already playing in bands and touring and stuff at nice. that time. So I mean, not not with a band, but um, as a choir boy so i was i was super busy at that time anyway there you go all right so we're gonna go ahead and get started with the most underwhelming way to start it Alrighty then Alrighty then we are talking about the very 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 first of the three jim carrey cartoons that we're going to talk on here and this is ace ventura pet detective did you ever see ace ventura pet detective the cartoon i did and do you wish you could get those 15, 20 minutes of your life back? You know, I I was very <laughs> indifferent about it. I was like, oh, okay, that's a thing. I, you know, I think it... I, honestly, I think that if you had presented it in any other way, maybe it might have worked. The, 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 the problem is, is okay, like, um, like, a, like a terrible video game. Like, you make a video game and you're like, okay, what do I... Okay, let's uh let's uh slap the back back to the future logo on it. Throw it on the shelves. Kids yeah. will, kids will buy it so fast. They won't even think about it. They'll buy it immediately. So I th- I think they tried to overreach a little bit of that one. I thought it was mediocre at best. They sla- they basically slapped Ace Ventura's face on it and then tried to cash in on the fact that, you know, this guy sounds like Jim Carrey. Yeah, and it, and that's my other thing too is that I was like, "Okay, cool. Let's let's hear some Jim Carrey." Oh, that's not Jim Carrey. No. no. Well, it, okay. it took it took like okay the the joke where he talks out of his ass right <laughs> he did that twice in both movies combined right that was basically the whole plot line of the major jokes in every single episode of this cartoon see okay so they were just being campy and they weren't even really trying to do anything new with it ex- to explore it in any way 
Yeah, I think now something we didn't do before we get started. Real quick, I want to pause. We named our tiers in nineties. 90s Lingo, slang. Yeah. yeah. So, I gotta ask you, what is this cartoon? Awesome, cool, whatever, weak, or straight up trash? Um, I would say weak. I would say weak too. I th- I don't think it's trash because it does have some some merit to it, because it did have some funny moments. I would, uh, you know, I, it's supposed to be a goofy comedy to begin with. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I won't argue with you on that one because uh, I'll let you. Yeah, I'd agree. It's either weak or uh, weak or trash. I'd 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 abide with either of those. I'd say it's weak for the moment, but we see what else comes in weak, and it might get thrown down in trash. Yeah, fair enough. All right, we still got we got we got some good ones coming up and some terrible ones. Oh so. yeah, we've we've got the next the next five are going to be a little bit controversial in where <laughs> we put them. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with the Animaniacs. Yep. Um, one of my favorite cartoons growing up. Yeah, I was I loved it. Lots of lots of variety, lots of different characters, lots of different stuff going on. It was very campy. Hello, Hello nurse. Uh, every time, every time a, a grown up joke was every time a t- joke that was told for grown ups was <laughs> good night, everybody. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> it, it had so many moments that are still being used now. Um, the songs of the world by Rob Paulson, who is my hero when it comes to voice acting. The man was doing voice work with throat cancer. While he was going through treatment. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just good, good animation, good stories, good voice work, good. Pl- I mean, just uh, it was one of the shows that I always looked forward to. And not just always, that, it, always watched. It had a lot of spinoffs come from it. We'll talk about the main one later, but it did have a lot of good, you know, cartoons within cartoons. Um, the, the campy music, the over the top jokes. The pr- I, I can still s- it's high energy it, yeah. it made you feel good the the the, the theme song oh, oh man yeah. just infectious I gotta run it through my head now I yeah, gotta stop myself from jumping up and, and putting on a top hat but um I think I think the thing I remember the most is uh, they're playing detective and they said okay dust for prints and they pulled up prints no fingerprints no, I don't think so. It's like, <laughs> this is like 12 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon among yeah. kids. They got away with that a lot more. They okay. did. They did. I think this goes at least cool, but I want to lean towards awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it awesome because it was it was one of a kind, and I, it was always funny. It was always poignant. They they had they had political humor, topical yep. humor. And it was all done neutral. Yeah, it, wasn't, it was. It wasn't done, it, done to indoctrinate anyone. No, no, no. It was like it was like okay, here's Bill Clinton play the saxophone because that's what we know him about him right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so from the uh, insane to the sterile, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah, it's kind of this is some kind of a wholesome wholesome pick. Uh, this is Arthur, which is on uh, the PBS network even to this day. What is? Can I can I just kind of go off a little yeah, topic ahead. for a quick second? I'm looking at this, um, the button, the the Arthur button on the tear maker. What is holding up Arthur's glasses? Because <laughs> if you if if you Google a picture of Arthur, like I don't know if you, anybody can see this right now, but if you're near a computer, a tablet, or phone, whatever, Google a picture of Arthur and look at where his ears are. If you are on our YouTube video, you will definitely see a picture of what is going on screen right now. What is going on with those ears, man? They're not like okay, like the he's a marsupial. The, but the glasses <laughs> defy logic. 
I can get past the four <laughs> fingers, like the three, the thumb and the three fingers. Like that's cartoon standard. I can, yeah. I can get past that. I can, I can suspend my disbelief. But once you have levitating glasses, I'm and out, no bro. I'm no out. Either. I'm out. <laughs> anyways, yeah, our, we have Arthur, the wholesome, like a Berenstein Bears type sort of. Yeah, I think, you know, I've seen this one a lot since having the, the youngins. And I think it's very, very wholesome. It does have a very, very good message. Familiar moral at yeah. every, at, at the end of every show. But something tells, something when you watch it, it's not like generic, if that makes sense. it's not. I don't think it's anything special. But I don't think it's anything generic either, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's 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 too it's too it's too similar to be unique, but it's too unique to be generic. There's one coming up that I think fits that like a glove. I don't yeah. want to read too far in the future, but yeah, um, I'm not super familiar with this one, um, but I know that it's it's a classic and it definitely has its merits. And it's got Bob Marley's son doing the music. Well, which so one? Guy's got like eighteen. I think of them. it's Ziggy Marley. I'm not okay. sure, but I mean, you know, it's. It's des- it, the way it's designed and the way it's the way it's animated and the way it's voiced. It's very very inoffensive, right? Even for a kid show. But I don't think it's on the awesome tier. But I definitely think it's at least cool, because it's still going strong even after all these years, and that counts for something. It's not I like think, Caillou. I think for what it is, it's very good. So, so I would agree with cool. We're gonna put it into cool. I would right? agree with cool, even though it's not my bag, and I, maybe I was slightly later getting or knowing about that. Um, and I, I don't want to count this to it because that might bump it up into awesome. But that show in the past couple years has become a meme factory. Oh yeah, it's and some of them are awful, and some, other ones are. Really... Them, you know, I, I, <laughs> look. All right, I've, 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 <laughs> settle down, kids. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about what Grandpa saw. No, we. I mean, some of the memes that we've seen in in our internet lifetime, right? You know, there's certain things that I that I will not Google even to this day, right? Because I'm I'm not saying anything. But some of the some of the memes that have come out of Arthur, right? Okay, we've got the the shaking the, hand, the fair enough, the fist, yeah. yeah. But like, I've seen some. That are like over sexualizing his little sister. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, like, what the hell? Where he's like putting his pants back on. Yeah, and then or it looks like he's a. It looks. It look. It can be construed that he's and, doing such. And the caption is like, you know, don't mess up my eyebrows or something like that. You know? Yeah, like, it's what like, the hell? what? Are you, that's his sister. And, she, and they're both like eight. <laughs> so messed up. No, I re- the the fist one though. That that one yeah. has gotten some serious mileage. And and I'm only putting this on cool based on watching it as a parent. And I think no, I, I think, think it does. I don't think we had this in the not, UK. As a kid. Not really. Yeah, I was towards the late end of the night. Like I said, I was already driving at the <laughs> at the end of the '90s. So shit, I wasn't watching Arthur. No. But um, for for what it is, it, it was wholesome, and for for its. For what it was, I thought it was real good. Sweet. So, um, we go from a lighthearted kids' TV show to Batman the Animated Series. Now, I'm going to confess something here. I haven't seen too much of this. Okay, I've seen I've seen a little bit of it. A it, good bit of it. Isn't this the uh, the Batman series that introduced Harley Quinn to the world? I think it was. Yeah. From what I understand of this, um, this was kind of like the, probably one of the be- better of the superhero cartoons that were released. Yeah, it was from the seventies to the to the two thousands. Yeah, they um, there was only a couple of them that they really got right that I really enjoyed. That that was one of the ones that uh, that I used to always watch at uh, daycare. Like we'd watch Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, and then this, and, and and then something else. I can't remember what else it was. I think 
this kind of illustrated the difference in DC and Marvel, like right off the bat. Marvel makes great movies. DC made great animation. Yeah, this, uh, it really showed off their their comic skills. So, that was a great one. So I'd say this was at least whatever, but definitely between whatever and cool. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, let's put it in whatever for the time being. So we got we got almost one and. We kind of we kind of get them neat, but we're gonna break yeah, that here because it was second. it was good, but like they're they're looking at what we got come up. We got some really good stuff coming up. So. Oh yeah, and we're gonna start that with the great. <laughs> I can't do the laugh anymore. <laughs> fire, fire, nail. He said nail. <laughs> this can only go in one tier. Yeah, because it's... it revolutionized adult cartoons for a start. It, it did and it was so it was it was groundbreaking in several different ways. It was off the wall. It was not- raunchy. Uh there was there you don't you didn't learn anything from no. watching it. <laughs> like you didn't get any you didn't become a better person. It was literally just like hey, let's look at these two idiots and see what they're going to do this week. It was a show about teenagers for teenagers that was des- that was basically the mind of teenagers basically all yeah. into one and it was fantastic I, I i think the best parts about it wasn't the skits in between it was the it was the couch where they were analyzing the music videos you know i i agree with i agree with you now um 15 14 13 year old me would have disagreed you just we, we didn't get it at the time i guess no and but um you know i found some really cool music that way actually oh yeah because they would do stuff that was more off the beaten path. Uh, for instance, they were watching a Faith No More video. Yep. And um, Mike Patton, their lead singer, was wearing a Mr. Bungle t-shirt. I was nice. like, huh. And then, like, years later, I heard that name again from a friend. And I was like, oh, yeah, I Mr. Bungle. Like, that sounds familiar. And then now I'm, like, a huge fan of theirs. But it was just kind of cool to see that. I think this can only belong in one place. Yeah, it's got to be an awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, that's where I put it. I, I kind of, I, I uh, did one ahead of time. Yeah. And uh, so far, Animaniacs and Beavis and Butthead, I had both of those in my top tier. And, and they, they both deserve to be, but man, Beavis and Butthead. Also, the prototype for things like King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah, there was a, that was a direct spinoff, and that that launched Mike Judge Mike Judge's career, and he's done so much cool oh, yeah. stuff since then. And we'll get to King of the Hill in a little while, but we're going to tone it back down. Now, if you haven't noticed so far, we're doing everything in alphabetical order. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because it's just easier to do that way, and plus it randomizes everything perfectly. You know, it gives the balance right. We're going to talk about another kid show. Okay. Blue's Clues. I haven't watched this one much, so for what, I'm for, hoping that you have. For what it was... I've heard it's very good. It is very good. It's very, very educational. It's very, very play school I heard it wasn't the same since Steve left, though. No, 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 it wasn't. The that's... original Steve or whatever. So that's why I'm going to knock it down. I would say it has to be at least in cool. Yeah. Because it's it's kind of a cult status, if and you will. Not only is it iconic, right, but I think it's a very, very good alternative to things like Sesame Street and stuff like that in the sense that it teaches the same thing. It's up there with Arthur. It's wholesome. It's yep. educational, etc. Well, it's more educational than Arthur, but it's wholesome like it. And it was it was the perfect kids show because they didn't go on for long, and it was an adventure, you know. So I'm gonna, yeah, I think cool is probably the best place to do it, uh, which is really really funny. We got Blue's Clues ahead of Batman in the cool department, but again, we're we're analyzing everything on that show's merit and that show's audience. So it's got, sure. you know, that you can't... Comp- so, so Batman was competing with Ninja Turtles and, like, yeah. some other really hard hitters. Yeah, and... and so, and this stuff's fluid. It could move. Yeah, and, and also competing with itself. 
True. So we're going to talk about one called Bobby's World. Did you ever see Bobby's World? Bobby's World. Yes, with. Uh, Was it that Howie Turk, baby? <laughs> with, Something like that. With the wonderful, wonderful <laughs> Howie Mandel. Yeah, I like Howie Mandel, but I, I, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about that show. I would give that a firm whatever right off the bat. Gut. I would actually go weak. W- whatever a week, I, I, I will yield to you on that one. I'll, I'll, the, I'll, 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 I'll give you weak on that. The thing, the reason I say it's weak, it's because it just seemed like it was trying to be something else. They, they, they had nowhere to go with it. it was, yeah, it would always seem like they, they, they wrote themselves into a circle. It was, it was basically like, it was like. If Seinfeld failed, <laughs> Howie Mandel right? Hey guys, it's a cartoon about nothing. Yeah, it's about nothing. And I, th- and I think that's what did it. it. There was absolutely nothing about it. There was no substance to it. It was very, yeah, very I mean, it, thin. It, yeah, even for a kids show. Yeah, uh, the the funniest thing about it was, oh, Bobby, don't you know? Yeah, and it was just like it was just. It was just basically just making fun of Northerners, like extreme Northerners and Canadians. So, I mean, yeah, I just. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't like it. I just thought it was. Uh, I, I, I never taped it or no. tuned in on time to watch it. But one thing I did watch a lot of was the next choice, Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. Yep. Now I did re. I, I, when I was originally planning on doing animation stuff, I did research into Captain Planet, and I looked at some of the people that they had on that show. All right. You had people like the Goldblum, Whoopi Goldberg, Lavar Burton. Um, nice. Just like this whole list of who's everybody. This who's in, who of A listers. Eighties and 80, late eighties, early nineties. It's like, oh my god. Um, this is probably the one with the biggest message, so to speak. It was very, very environmental a friendly. Unique, obviously, a very unique message compared to like what other people were saying. Yeah. yeah, and not only that, it was a very, very well animated show well voiced show well produced show and well lots written of, yeah lots of action lots of it yeah like it, it kind of reminded me of Transformers a little bit yes like in the animation style and presentation oh, yeah. but yeah it, very very good show I would put this it ha- I, me it had to be the least be cool yeah I, the only reason I'm not putting it in awesome and I'll give more in details of this in a couple more ones they changed production companies and changed where they went and it kind of drug the overall aesthetic of it down, but it didn't split into two different shows. Okay. So it was still, if it had stayed where it was originally being broadcast over the original production company, I would have put it in uh, awesome. But I'm going to have to put it in cool. Yeah, I, I would say a firm cool. Firm cool it is. A firm cool. I, I, I do agree with that wholeheartedly. So, like I said, guys, we're not, we, we've said this before and we'll say it again, we're not, you know, kid shows to whatever and everything in between. Our first claymation show the first right the first claymation show on a national on uh, that was a regular tv show yeah like, not a not a movie not a special yeah. i know britain had wallace and gromit yeah and the, uh the, they were all special the rudolph stuff. the red-nosed reindeer thing that claymation one I from like think so 1972 or something it's like but yeah this is like the first reoccurring series and we're talking about mtv's mtv again yep mtv celebrity celebrity deathmatch Death yep um there's only one place this can go for it, stuff. Well, yeah, it, it has to be an awesome. Yeah. Because of, uh, not only the content, um, but the originality of it. Yeah. Too, and then also the, um, the freshness of it. Oh yeah. They were up. They were always like, you would see Britney Spears wearing something on the red carpet, and the next week in Celebrity Deathmatch, she would be wearing that in the match. And they that take, kind of thing. Yeah, I they, mean, like literally. They take every kind of punch-up rivalry that you wanted to see, 
and they would put it together. They had yeah. Britney versus Christina. Yeah. Um, and they, then I think Justin intervened yeah. at some point or something. Yeah. They had Alanis Morissette and um, oh, what's her name? The the woman who does the um, the animal shelter commercials these days. Oh, Sarah uh, McLaughlin. Yeah. And, and like I, hear, I see a puppy crying every time it the, comes on. The there. Gallagher brothers fight in that ended up oh, getting yeah. beaten by Gallagher with the uh, watermelon. They had a bunch of really random and crazy ones, but they, it was always it was always entertaining and it was always shocking. It was very over the top. I and loved it. That alone makes it cool, but I think what pushes it into awesome is the play by play guys. Millsley in the, the box. Oh referee, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they had uh, when he was off injured from wrestling, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and they they played it so. It's just the perfect package. Yeah, yeah, it was they, perfect. They, they completely Leslie Nielsen did. Yeah, it's 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 very worthy of the awesome tier. No no qualms there. Definitely celebrity death. If you've never seen celebrity death match or your younger crowd, I think it's actually they they made a comeback of it a couple of years ago, but it didn't take off, which is a shame. This is like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, but you need to see it if you haven't seen it already. Yeah, it's a great show. Okay, this is, I think, where we're going to start uh, disagreeing. Yeah. Courage the Cowardly Dog. I know, I'm not super familiar with that one. Okay. It's basically an acid trip <laughs> with okay. uh, with a dog, his, his, uh, his owners out in the middle of nowhere. And they're always getting abducted by aliens or robbed or something supernatural happens, but it's like in a really really again it's like an exit trip that's the only way i can describe it i never got it i, I really never got it huh i just I, I never did i don't want to put it in trash because it did have its moments but i can't think of putting it in th- anything other than weak because it just didn't it didn't make sense it was the first of the of these cartoons that came out that didn't that, that every episode didn't it was make too sense. Dis- disjuncted yeah yeah, I'd agree with that. Che- cheap laughs for cheap laughs' sake and actually making no I didn't, sense. I mean, I didn't watch it, so I would say I didn't think it was very good. So I'm going to put this in weak. Or I missed it completely. So um, if, you, if you have problems, send all of your hate mail to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, um, oh, damn, I forgot it now, but never mind. I had to come back for it. I can't remember it. But if I did do it, we'd get, uh, you know, we'd have to put an explicit label in front of it. And going by that... <laughs> so going by that surreal thing, cow and chicken. Uh, there's only one place I want to put this. Where's that? Right in the trash. Yeah? It was just so... It was Cartoon Network trying to do um, Rocko's Modern Life or Ren and Stimpy. Or Ren and Stimpy, yeah. yeah. That's that, from looking at, just looking at the font and the way it's presented, I, I can totally see that. Yeah, I didn't think it was that great. They, they had a bunch of, um, of um, female motorcycle enthusiasts who drove through the house and stopped to literally chew on the carpet. Oh. Well. Yeah. How's that for subtle? Good night, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so I think this, these two, Courage and Cow and Chicken, were the two that kind of started I would that say way. either weak or trash. I'm, I'm, I'm trashing it. All right. I, I, I'm sorry, Cow and Chicken fans. I'm going to yield to you on that one because that's, that's another one I don't know very well. Because, yeah. So... Oh, so talking of uh, talking of trash things. No, I'm just kidding. This one right here, um, our first spinoff that we're going to talk about. Uh, this is Daria. Yeah, I like that one. I thought that was really good. I did too. It was. Um, it was quirky. It was fun. It taught me how to be sarcastic. And not only that, it was kind of showed the other side of the Beavis and Butthead world. The other, yeah, yeah. The the more um, the reality style of it, because this in this universe is not just these two morons. You know, it's here we are, and Diarrhea. she cha, cha, cha. and she kind of played the um, the character was 
excuse me, the character was designed clearly in that way that you know most teenage girls act now these days. You know that whole whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Don't you know? I think they think they got a Reddit feed called Nice Girls now. <laughs> you know where they they do it all. But I mean, I I thought it was a really really good show. I thought that the characters were well written. Really, really good. Voice it was acting. poignant. It was relatable. Yeah, and and that's the key. It with was it. approachable. Like anybody could watch it or relate to it. It made sense, and you know. So I want to put this slightly controversially. I want to put this in cool. Yeah, I agree with that. I want to put cool's good because the only downside of it is because it was a spinoff. It was always going to be compared to Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, and unfortunately, that kind of the, that's the only thing holding it back. It won't be as awesome as Beavis and Butthead. It's yeah. cool, but it's not as cool as Beavis and Butthead. Exactly, and we're not trying to compare. You know, as we said, we're not trying to compare them. But unfortunately, these are anchored together. There's, there's, you know, you you have to. You know, uh, this one I didn't know too much about. Do you know too much about it? Uh, Darkwing. Darkwing Duck. Uh, a little bit. It's a good show. I th- um, I I would put it. I mean, it's basically kind of like Batman, but it's a duck. For the sake of argument, is it Launchpad, or is it uh, Donald? What, do what now? It, okay, is it supposed to be like Disney used to kind of recycle the characters and put you know um, different different people in different situations and recolor them? Like, I think this is a whole new person. Okay, I don't think it's it's like uh, Daffy or Donald or anybody. Okay, like I got that. you. I got you. Um, I would put it. The animation was really good, and it was always entertaining. I, I would at least put it in what in whatever. There you go. I think that I think that's probably because it was good. Too. It was good, but like it wasn't as good as like Captain Planet or no. like some of these other ones we got coming up. It, it was decent. It was decent. It, it you'd it'd be one of those things you'd watch, but if something else was on that you liked, you turn it. Right. Over. It was watchable. Yeah. Like it, I would rather watch that than say. Uh, Chicken. Tombstone, <laughs> or you know, like the uh, what's that Lawrence Welk that my grandmother used to make. Oh uh. God. And uh, diagnosis murder. Hee haw! <laughs> At least murder she wrote. I can I can, I can think a little bit. Okay, we're going back to Cartoon Network here. Dexter's Lab. That was a fun show. It was fun. I actually liked this show. It was good. It was the original. It had some really good, um, really well done animation. Yeah, lots of and and good voice quirky, quirky stuff. Now, for those who don't know, and I remember this because you know this was a big my, like I mentioned before. My, I was an older brother. My brother used to watch a lot of Cartoon Network, and. Around about the mid-90s, Cartoon Network, like, I don't say they launched their own studio, but for lack of a better term, they started doing a lot more in-house animation, rather than dealing with the Hanna-Barbera library, yeah. Tom and Jerry and stuff. And from that came Courage, Cow and Chicken, Dexter's Lab, Johnny Bravo, the Powerpuff Girls, etc., etc., etc. And out of them all, I think Dexter's Lab wasn't the best, but I definitely think it goes at least cool. In cool. Yeah, definitely. That's a, To me, that's a firm firm cool because it, it was the premise was stupid but they made it work in the sense that what they did made sense inside the premise yeah i mean yeah i mean they they had it down to like the level of a of a kid you know it was like kid problems yeah and i i, I thought it worked and i, I really it was silly it. it was a silly silly show but yes. yeah it, it yeah it definitely deserves cool okay now i'm not too familiar with this one did you do dilbert yeah what do you think of Dilbert? Uh, it was okay. I'd give it a whatever. Like, top, you know, gut check. I'd give it a whatever. Because, and I, I will say this, that you were talking about the vacuum. Yeah. This this is a, uh adaptation of a comic that's about office, office workers, okay. office life. So, a 13, 12, 11, 10-year-old kid is not going to be able to relate to that. 
if I watched it now, probably I might think it's to it. exactly. I've worked in offices for years, so I could probably relate to it now. But in, in this vacuum of when I saw it, uh, solid whatever. It so, was it was. Eh. So it's it's basically in whatever <laughs> penned in adult review, for lack of a better term. Sure, as it stands right now, as my memory serves it, yeah, I yeah, I wasn't impressed by it. Okay, so oh we're now getting on to the next one. Now, if you. Wait, shouldn't those be in the other order? Because D-H-I-J-K-L-O. Because you got D-I and then D-O. Right, we got D-I-D-O-D-O. D-U. Okay, whatever. Okay. (laughs) I'm doing it in this order first, right? All right. Nickelodeon's Doug. Yes. Now, I'm splitting this into two as you hear in a few minutes. I think Nickelodeon's Doug was one of the greatest cartoons ever made Ever. Very period. good. Yeah, I would put it in awesome in a heartbeat. I've, I watched every episode. Um, I related heavily to Doug as a person, and I even had a friend that calls me Doug to this Sweet. day because he, he says I'm Doug funny now, in the flesh. we're going to talk about Doug more here in just a second. Now we go to Disney's Doug. That goes straight in the trash <laughs> without any consideration, and here's why, right? And I'm looking at my microphone because this is probably going to take a minute. Nickelodeon's Doug was unique. The character was unique. His friends were unique. They all had their own skin color, like shape and backstories that had that had meaning to them. Yeah, Uh, was was Roger his best friend or Skeeter? Skeeter. Skeeter was. Hey, Doug. Hawk. So Roger, right, (laughs) was this kid who lived on the wrong side of the tracks. Hey, funny. Yeah, lived in the lived in lived on the wrong side of the tracks. Lived in a downtrodden neighborhood and was. Uh, basically, growing up in a broken family, had a leather jacket on at all yeah. times, like during the summer. Yeah, and basically, what they were doing with that character was showing the kids come from the wrong side of the tracks, and it's okay to be whatever. When Disney got a hold of it, they made him rich. They made his family wealthy, and now he's just a jock jerk. Uh, Doug's crush, Patty. She was this very very unique young woman who you know who Doug liked. very very kind, simple. Yeah. And you know. Disney got a hold of her and made her a She's preppy. <laughs> yeah, might as well have been. Disney took every single thing that made Doug unique, the music, the friendship, the lessons, <laughs> and made it just another generic cartoon. It's like we got Ludacris to do the, the opening song. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is his dog funny? Right? They, they changed production company, changed TV channels, and even changed all the voices. It looked completely different. Yeah. I mean, this is to quote uh, the, the comedian... Um, Rodney Carrington. Basically, they had Chuck E. Cheese filling in for Mickey Mouse. It's not the same. You know, it, it's not. And if you're a fan of Disney's Doug and have not seen Nickelodeon's Doug, watch Nickelodeon's Doug. But Doug from Nickelodeon's one of the best. It's like drinking skim milk your whole life and then finally drinking uh, full fat milk. Yeah. It's like, whoa, I've been missing out. Exactly. Exactly. So, like I said, Disney's Doug is one of the most... Like, like you, I watched every single episode of Doug on Nickelodeon. And it's been so long I can't remember all the names. But I watched one episode of Disney's Doug, and I couldn't watch it again. It was that bad. Yeah, I saw some episodes of it uh, because I was like, "Oh, cool! What's going on with? Oh, this is not Doug. Yeah, this. Is, I don't know what this is. No. So, Disney. It's called Douglas. Douglas, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they took the daydreaming elements out of it, and that was the whole dear journal. It was the music, the daydreaming, and you, oh, I, I could talk all day for this, and I'd just go around in circles. But if there was a tear under trash, Disney's Doug would be in. Lame. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> okay, I guess I know which bit is going into the sample episodes next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you ever see Dr. Katz? Oh, yeah, I've watched a bunch of that. Okay, I haven't, so I'm going to get you to take the lead on this one. Um, that's, uh, to me, that uh, with the timing and everything and my age at the time, I would firmly, in my recollection, put it right next to Dilbert as a whatever. It was it wasn't a bad show, but um I, I really think it was mainly an age thing. I think a lot of the a lot of it went way over my head. Okay. Also, um uh they get knocked down a tier because the animation I found kind of distracting. It was very very crazy. even looking at the thing. It was like wavy. Crazy. It's like it was constantly like that that the hard outlines were constantly like breathing. It was very distracting. It had an aura to it, I guess. A literal, literal aura. Yeah, to it. no, I mean, look up some footage of it. You'd be like, oh, God, what is that? <laughs> it's like they, they, they didn't quite know how to animate it. Maybe they were going for it, but to me, I just thought it was extremely distracting. So do you want to keep it in whatever, or do you want to bump it down to weak? Let's keep it in whatever, because I thought it was... I think that's a perfect middle-tier show. Personally, I feel like it's right... Like, as I see what it's sitting with, with uh, Batman, Darkwing, and Dilbert, I think it fits in there. Sweet. Actually, no. Let's bump it down to week, because it was let's mediocre to be. Because because it was mediocre to begin with, and then you throw in the wavy line thing. Okay, I get seasick watching that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I I I'm pretty sure you might not know much about this next one. Duckula. I do, I have never heard of it. To okay. be honest, never. Duckula is Britain's sole in introduction into this list. Into ducks. Basically, what it was, if you can't tell by the name, it was a vampire, vampire duck, duck. Okay, right, I, I, who lived. Yeah. In a castle with his nanny, called Nanny, and his obligatory butler called Eagle. Oh. Because if you have a vampire, you have to have an Eagle Oh, of butler. course. Um, no, this was, this was made around... Britain had two big successful cartoons in the late 80s, early 90s that came across the world. One of them was Duckula, and the other one was called Danger Mouse. Yeah, I've, I've heard of Danger Mouse. Well, Duckula was one. made by the same people and got the same, same some of the same voices, too. Okay. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was... Um, it was typical fair in the sense that he was the most incompetent vampire and always got bailed out by either Igor or Nanny. Inspector Gadget type yeah, stuff. Yeah, where Penny and perfect. Brain were Absolutely always... perfect. And the sides Analogy. quietly bailing him out. <laughs> yeah, and he'd, he'd, he'd always make good at the end of it. I think this is... A, is, is I don't think it's going to be in cool... But I think it's at least a very a top, top of, of whatever. whatever. Okay, yeah. so there's a, there's gradients basically. Like if you're if you're at the top of cool, okay. If we're if we're gonna do that, um, I think so far on the awesome tier, Beavis and Butt has to be first. Oh yeah, and then Celebrity Deathmatch probably has to be second. There you go. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, we'll go, we'll go through a complete, like, salt in the mouth when and we get to the end of okay. it. Yeah. All right, that's, that works. Okay, so round two, Jim Carrey, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, I I saw a little bit of it, and I thought it was super lame. Yeah, it was... I thought it was a, a weak attempt to leech on to whatever fragments were left from that uh, franchise. I'm actually going to pull Ace Ventura down. I agree with that, too. I think it was better than Ace Ventura, but it was terrible. Okay. It was terrible. So and then the, the Ace Ventura has got to be down there too. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I didn't think it was any good. I didn't like it. No, I, I thought I, it was weak at, at best. It, it's it's taken on a cult following these days, but I mean, the, the, I didn't really enjoy it at the time. Yeah, it's usually I don't say the generation below us because that makes me you know makes me sound okay boomer or anything like that. But I mean, yeah. it's definitely taken on a cult uh, a cult viewing with people around the age between eighteen and twenty four. 
Okay, fair um, enough. But I don't like it. I thought it was the stuff from the same thing as Calvin Chicken and Curtis Cowardly Dog. It just it, it, it tried went, too hard. It tried too hard to be funny. Um, it took the it took the line. Okay, I know what I'm trying to say. The phrase in comedy, yeah, it's funny because it's true. They took the line of it's funny because it's unpredictable, unpredictable, and might not be true. They had a premise, and they kind of always went off the premise, and then half tied it back, and that's the end of the episode. And I just, I, I didn't get it. I think it goes in at least week. Yeah, I would say week or top of trash, top of trash pile. We're gonna put top of trash. Call yeah. it good. Okay, this is probably one that we're gonna disagree on severely. And for people who don't know, yes, this show did come out in the nineties. We're talking about Family Guy. Barely, but yeah, you're right. Um, I never got Family Guy. Huh. And and the reason I say I never got it is um, that first season of Family Guy was horrible. Yeah, I didn't think it was... I think they really hit their stride like four or five seasons in. And so. that's after they got canceled and had to rewrite everything, you know, and re-premise everything. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw some of the things and it just... I don't want it to be like the South Park thing of, you know, random jokes and stuff like that, but I mean... South Park got him good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I didn't, it was funny in post, but I just didn't get it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I would give it a cool, just looking at the whole body of work. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely put it in cool. I wasn't, uh, the thing we were going to disagree on was putting it in awesome. I, I, I just, I don't yeah, think it's no, awesome level. I think you make a really good argument for like the beginning of it and the fact that it did get canceled and then came back, it had to be resurrected to, you know. Yeah, but if we use that logic, then Futurama can only go in cool well but they're it's in a vacuum so yeah. they're not but they're not you know they, they don't have to be mutually exclusive that's in true. that regard that's true but yes but like family guy Futurama did debut in 1999 um i thought that's an awesome show i think i, I yeah i thought Futurama definitely was one of the greatest uh, animated comedy it's original it's funny um, it's another. Isn't it Mike Judge? No, it's a uh, Mac. No, uh, excuse me, Greening. Yeah. So Groening, it Greening. it took all the elements that you'd find in The Simpsons: the style of writing, the style of comedy, the animation, the animation, and kind of set it in the future. Yeah, I think I'd have to put it in awesome personally. Yeah, I think that's where I would put it. Definitely, I love Futurama. Uh, the the first few seasons of Futurama are absolutely fantastic, and then when it got canceled, I think it did have a decline. Yeah. But I think its decline was a lot better than Family Guy's start, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. the, the worst episodes of Futurama's end were better than the ones that kicked off Family Guy. Sure, yeah. So I think all in all, they had a much better run Yeah. overall. Yeah. So, um, one of my favorites coming up, Hey Arnold. I liked that one. I did. It was... Um, I barely caught it, but I did watch a good bit of it. One thing I liked about it was um, kind of the same thing I liked about um, Daria. If that makes sense. And one of the things I liked about Beavis and Butthead. And one of the things I liked about Doug. You know, it was very, very in its premise. It made sense. Yeah, it was relatable. And it was funny. Um, it had just... Good cast of characters, good voices, good good plot elements and yeah. stuff. Uh, the obsession with Arthur. Uh, not yeah. Arthur, with uh, Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Because <laughs> I said... Football head. Football head, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it just... I think it worked. I think it was really, really funny. It was definitely a product of the time. I think cool... Definitely. At Top least, tier cool. At least cool. At least cool. I don't think it was awesome because I think Doug was a far better show. And even sure. though we're talking about it in a vacuum, 
It was a good substitute. Yeah. Like, I would watch it, but I wouldn't watch it over Doug or yeah. Houston Butt Head. And, and, and I, was, I know we're looking at these in a vacuum, but at the same time, it was made by the same people who did Doug. Oh, okay. So it, it kind of, again, it kind of was in its shadow a little bit, even though it stood out. Right. But um, I think that as a show, it's cool, but not awesome. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um. Okay. <laughs> this one I have trouble with. On the one hand, this is Army of Darkness band. But on the other hand, it's Geely band. Right. And we're talking about Johnny Bravo. Yeah. Um, This is the plot of Johnny Bravo. I saw somebody post this the other day. On oh, Facebook. yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I got this TV show, right? It's about a man who sexually harasses women all day. His best friend is a child. And he's 30 and lives in his <laughs> mom's basement. <laughs> and this is for kids. Green light. Yeah, print it. Let's do print this. It, print it, and here's cocaine. Uh, <laughs> you basically. I think this is the only good The only good episode of this that I ever saw was the crossover they did with Scooby-Doo. But then again, anything that anything does a crossover, crossover with Scooby-Doo is going to be good, yeah. Although it, it took everything so... It took everything really, really good. Like, um, the scene at the end where they're pulling off the mask and they're all horrified and he looks at the camera and he's like, who the hell's this? You know, just like... that, that right there keeps it out of trash but i don't think it can go any higher than week uh i'd agree with that i think uh i don't know it was a, it was a character loosely re- uh, based on elvis somehow <laughs> like, very much. like he, did, he had all, some I, mannerisms we all know speak. a johnny bravo somebody yeah. who thinks they're hunky and studly and god's gift to women but is really an absolute cretin who's dumb as a bag of hammers <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think I would agree with Week. I never thought that was a great show. Yeah, it's, I it's, wouldn't say it's trash. I think it had some value. It, but it did I have his moments, and I, I think the Scooby Doo thing saved it. But then again, as we mentioned, anybody who anything can do a crossover with Scooby Doo, <laughs> right? And you know, it comes out good. Uh, King bum, of bum, the bum, Hill. Bum, 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 Hey man, I'm tell you what, man, you're gonna get that man, gonna take that King of Hill man, you're gonna put it in that cool column because that pretty dang good show, man. Uh, King of the Hill. I love King of the Hill. Yeah, I would say cool. Definitely, teetering, at least cool. Teetering and awesome. Once again, you got a spinoff. It's another Beavis and Butthead spinoff. But a very well done one. Good good depth of characters. Good storylines. So yeah, I would say cool, awesome, lower tier awesome, top tier cool. I think I'm going to put this in awesome. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I think I think that was an awesome show. Because. Look the, at all the ones on awesome. I mean, those yeah. are great shows. But I think, and, and here's why I'm putting it in awesome. And this is going to sound really, really weird. I first saw King of the uh, King of the Hill when I was uh, 14 years old in Port Talbot in South Wales. And I identified with every single person on that TV show. I could I, I could pick them out of a crowd. I know exactly who Hank was. Adele. And, yeah. And then I got here at age 20. And I could pick out a Hank uh, from everyone. I think it's because it's so relatable. It's universal. Yeah. Everybody, you know... I, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Foxworthy, but he's right. Everybody knows a redneck. Everybody knows a Peggy, and yeah. a, uh, even the even the Bobby. And I'm raising a Bobby. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you really are. You really bless his heart. But he's a good kid. He's a good kid. But I mean, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> uh, I'm more red foreman than Hank Hill. Damn it, Bobby. Where's my fishing pole, <laughs> Dad? <laughs> 
but th- but that alone that alone i think pushes it into awesome yeah i think it's a great show it yeah is. it belongs up there in that tier totally i mean look look at i think we, we we're nailing this believe it or not because you know not to uh <laughs> not to toot our own horns or anything like that, but i think we're nailing this it looks pretty good yeah i can't i can't argue with any of these so far um pinky in the brain i never saw that but i'm familiar with what was on Animaniacs, and I always enjoyed the Pinky and the Brain segments. Yeah. I like so, the Pinky and the Brain segments, and I like the cartoon a little bit. But, here comes the but. What let it down was the same thing that lets down all spinoffs, is that it's always going to have a little bit held in that shadow of what it came, yeah. what came. Even if you put it in a vacuum, you're never going to be able to see it completely 100% objectively. But it was it was birthed from it. You can't ignore yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think I would put that in whatever. I would put it in cool. But, I'm not I wouldn't argue with that either. But, bottom bottom half But cool. I can see why you would put it in whatever. And actually, you know what? Compared to what we've got right here, here's here's a question, right? And this is where it comes down when we get more deeper into this as we are getting deeper into this. Yeah. Is it better? than anything else in whatever. Is it as good as the Batman animation series? I can't say it is. I think that it was one of those things... Um, so it should be in weak? No, I think it's definitely in whatever. Oh, okay. It's it's on par, but not better. Right. I, yeah, okay. Um, it's like when a, when somebody in a band breaks up from the band and they think they're, they'd have a better solo career than they actually have. Pinky in the Brain's really, really good, but I just there was something missing from it. It's the Don Henley to the Eagles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or the Glenn Fry to the Eagles, depending it's, on which camp you're in. It's Pinky in the Brain's high flying birds. <laughs> um <laughs> Pokemon. I never I really cared for Pokemon. So I I didn't care for it either. I always thought it was kinda weak. I I, th- I thought it was weak too. I know there's millions of people that disagree with me on that, but But one thing I like about it and and it's not just the the Pokemon the the actual Pokemon and the battles and anything. It's like originality. That. It's very the ori- original. The originality, but how many of these shows, right? Do we look at where the main character is the man, or the or the woman, right? Pokemon wasn't. He was he he Ash Ketchum, like after twenty series or something like that, he finally won the tournament. And that was a good lesson. I thought I thought that they put in there is that you're not going to win every time. Yeah, like in persistence, a little bit of yeah. So I would put this as a solid whatever. Okay. On that thing alone, but it was it it definitely induced a few seizures, and my brothers loved it and they used to annoy the crap out of me with it. But I think <laughs> a solid whatever. Okay. But on the bottom end. <laughs> I would. S- yeah, the next one I think I would firmly put in cool. Yeah, definitely. It's a good one. Definitely. I think this was, you know, we mentioned um, Dex's Lab and... This is a, the branch off of that same tree, yeah, if you will. and I think it definitely deserves to at least... It's as good as Dexter's Lab. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We're talking about the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, totally. Um, Even now, Powerpuff Girls is on, my, is on TV in my house sometimes. Um, yeah, it's classic. It's it's a really, really good show. Um. Like like some of the other ones, it teaches lessons that you didn't really think to be that could be taught, and it's got some adult jokes in that. Yeah, they did an episode where um, I don't know how they wrote it, but they must have Beatles fans in their office because every joke, every instance of whatever they were doing 
was a Beatles reference. So, like, uh, when four criminals got together, they called themselves the Silver Beatles. Um, they met, a, they, one of the characters met, like, a, a Japanese artist, you know, and it was all referencing the Beatles, but it wasn't done in a patronizing way. It was done. It was done as natural as possible. In, a, in an homage, yeah, so to speak, yeah, yeah. And um, like some of the jokes that they had in there, you know, uh, the professor created us in a lab by accident. That's okay, professor. My parents made me by accident too. <laughs> uh, right. And it did have a lot of filthy jokes in there. Like for example, one of the main characters was Miss Cerebellum, who you never saw her head. All you saw was a big bushy mane of hair, and she lived at four two zero six nine Yodelin Hulin. Oh, which for children who don't know, ask your pa- ask your mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that won't be awkward. Yeah, that won't be awkward. No, don't do that. Don't no. do that. I'll I'll bleep that out. Um, but I think I don't think it can go any higher though. Yeah, I think it's good where it is because it wasn't as revolutionary as no, some of these ones on Awesome. And not only that, but nobody really talks about it. No, uh-uh. and all these other ones in awesome that are talked about—they're legendary. Yeah, and the ones in cool, some are talked about, some are not talked about. Yeah. Um. So we go from Cartoon Network to Nick—not Nickelodeon. We go back to Disney, and they actually did an original cartoon for once. I'm, I'm not familiar with this one at all. Recess. Um. It basically did exactly what you think it think it does. It was a it was Saturday morning cartoon that was literally based around the playground in between classes okay um it it definitely was authentic in the sense that every single kid stereotype was there you had the snitch you had the cool kids you had the sports stars you had the overweight you know everything that you can think of that was a kid stereotype in the 90s it had and it was done well but there was something missing so I think this can only go as high as maybe weak. Okay. I'm going to yield to you on that. But on the high end of weak. Okay. Because I don't... Th- it didn't have the substance other than this is our research. It wasn't as good as Pokemon, but it's yeah. better than Johnny Bravo. Definitely. But not, not, not only that, like I said, it just it just didn't have anything to it. It was filler. It was all filler, It was what we no call in industry a waste of film. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, it was good, the stories they told, but it just... Even for recess, even for even for kids' stories told to kids, it just seemed a little contrived. There was no lessons learned. It was just stuff that you could do at your recess. So, I don't know. I, I, I think nothing more than weak at best. So, Ren and Stimpy. I gotta put that one in the awesome tier. Oh, absolutely. It's just the animation, the the plot... This the the, uh, the characters, the voices. What are you doing? You idiot! <laughs> I think. Yeah, I I I'll be honest. I haven't seen too much of it because when I was growing up, it just it didn't make sense to me, and it was too aggressive, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah, it's in your face, big yeah. time. Yeah, and and but on the other hand, I can see why it's iconic. I can see why people think it's. I I can you know the artwork, man. Like they, it was really basic, but then they would like they would. Like, there was an episode where Stimpy was talking about his magic nose goblin collections. <laughs> and then he, like, grabs this random end table and flips it over. And he goes, I picked them myself. And then it zooms in. And it's, like, this really highly detailed, like, super, you can see, like, hairs and, like, yeah. like all this. You know, like, that's my favorite thing about it. That, like, 
they would they would put a lot of detail and work into the close-ups that they would do of like like their skin when they you know there's all this really gross stuff like this old guy was like ear is like dripping off the side of his head you know they just put a lot of like thought and detail into it and it was gross it was and was it so the, 13 year old me loved it was it this, okay was it on nickelodeon or was it on like nick at night uh what was that on because yeah. i know it was on nickel i know it was, it was made by nickelodeon but i don't know if it was like done in there uh, i thought that was mtv I don't know. Let me put. No, it might be Nickelodeon. It, it, it was on at night. Yeah. Okay. I, re- I remember that for sure. Um, yeah. Anything. Anything like that was definitely going to be on at night. Um, you know, when because the Simpsons were considered kind of racy to begin with, and uh, what they had like a really solid primetime slot. Let's so see. the original network. No, it was it was Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Uh, MTV picked it up for a little while. That's why I thought that. Yeah. And they actually did a spinoff called Ren and Stimpy's Adult Party Cartoon. I had never even heard of that. And uh, not many people did. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was Nickelodeon. Yeah, it was on late at night. But yeah, instant classic. Uh, it's just got a cult following to this oh, yeah. day. We have a Stimpy doll that sits on top of our amp at every holiday show <laughs> that so yeah definitely definitely in the top and near the top on the awesome tier would sure. you say that the rain and stimpies what ed ed and eddie's trying to be but failing miserably maybe, maybe. i like i said i didn't i haven't really watched a whole lot of that uh, let's let's go to another one that could be um considered the, the hybrid of designed for kids but made for adults uh rocker's modern life yeah um i'd have to f- put that one in the awesome i'd f- firmly put that one there i love that show uh, it was its own thing. It had iconic artwork. Um, the 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 design of everything, the animation was very new school. It was like modern kind of art art deco. I don't even know if I'm saying the right, but you get what I'm saying. Like kind of avant garde kind of. I just loved everything about it. The characters. Uh, it was yeah. It, it was racy. It was raunchy, and like you said, it had good like innuendos. That a little bit for mom and dad, and for everybody. So, I, I, I what I've seen of it because I haven't seen too much of it. I'll be completely honest, but I, I thought it was really, really funny. Um, it definitely deserves its place in awesome. I, I, yeah, it had to. It have to be to me. To me personally, I'd have to put it right directly in awesome. And looking at what we've got, we're actually going to be. I think we're going to be like over. We're going to be putting some good stuff in awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's some good stuff coming up. Yeah, and one of my favorites is definitely the Rugrats. Yeah, I, I would have to put that one right next to Rocco. Yeah, it's. It, it was ahead of his time when it, you think about it, it. It was. It was a really fun show. Um, like again, lots of Doctor Who references in it too, which Doctor I thought Who was cool. I didn't realize that until years later. But the screwdriver, yeah, like he was always he was yeah always getting screwed up. Now, one thing I liked about it, right, <laughs> and this was definitely done by design because it couldn't have been done any other way. The adults were acting like adults, if that makes sense. Yeah, they weren't acting like parents because the the kids were so small and so young that the kids wouldn't have had any clue what the parents were doing. So in they any were way. they were just. Being normal, being yeah. themselves, and I've noticed like parents of, of like toddlers will still talk, you know, to another adult around other kids like another adult. So only when they get like about five or six, they become parents. If that makes sense, yeah. And I think you know uh, the fact that he's a failed toy maker, making all these random things, was actually funny. Uh, the line where you know I, I bought you rep, I bought Reptor, Reptor in Paris and uh, <laughs> Space Vixens Volume Nine, but that's when you guys go to bed. You know, it yeah. had just enough in there to keep the parents interest. Um, I didn't like the spin-offs that they did later on, 
like all grown up when yeah, they were in middle school. They tried doing, yeah, it wasn't the same. That went all Disney's dug on it. Um, yeah, exactly. But I mean, the original series, you couldn't ask for anything better. Oh, uh, it was, it was, it was good. It was entertaining. Um, good, good contrast between characters. Yep. You had lots of different personalities, and they did a good job of developing all the character personalities and stuff. And they had, and obviously they had, even though they were. I mean, even though they were they were baby, even though they were babies and they were doing things that you know kids and teenagers would do, they still had the you know they still had everything in them. One of my favorite ones, one of my favorite lines was, um, "We need to see if Angelica is a princess." Well, how do we do that? Well, we put a P in the mattress, and when the P's in the mattress, we can tell if she's a princess. Well, Philip, I, I, I feel the pee when Philip's in the mattress. Does that make me a princess? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, they had they had good good clean humor. It was good clean humor, and it was it was a damn good show. It was it, it was well done. Awesome. Good good storylines. Yeah, just a good awesome show. Okay, South Park. Um, you know, even though it's taken a dive in the past couple seasons, I'd still have to put it up there in awesome. I would say cool, and here's why. Okay. Those first three or four seasons, up until the year two thousand, they they, I don't think South Park hit its stride until it started doing um, uh, political satire. So around about two thousand three to two thousand eight. Yeah. And you know where they they touched on socio political issues, economic yeah. issues, yeah, all that. I think the first few seasons was just an excuse to see how far they could go with with how racist, bigoted they could make Cartman. Right. Yeah, I, I can get behind that because, like I said, it's taken it's it's taken kind of a dip in the past couple seasons. I I firmly agree with that. No, it's better than Family Guy, as they were so happy to. Uh... As a whole, I would say yeah. <laughs> but no, in in all seriousness, South Park is. I think it's one of those shows where its reputation uh, exceeds its output. Now, yeah, like kind of Definitely. like The Simpsons a little bit. Yeah, so I th- I think it's cool. I don't think, to be quite honest, I don't think it's as good as anything on the awesome category. And even in a vacuum. Even with that large body of work, it kind of hurts it in a way. Yeah, it's... If they'd equated season 10, it could be a completely different conversation. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think, I think not just because of the large body of work, but I mean, when South Park has a good episode, it's great. When South Park has a bad episode, it's terrible. And unfortunately, they have more in-between episodes than anything else. Right. They have that one or two iconic episodes a season, and then the rest is like filler. Filler, yeah. And like the World of Warcraft episode, or episodes were absolutely hilarious. And they were really, really good, really, really well done. Um, the Cartoon Wars were really, really good, really, really well done. But what else from that season do anybody remember? Right. So I think at best it's cool. Okay. But at worst it's cool either. I could agree with that, even with the dip and everything. Yeah. Uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. I didn't watch a lot of that, but uh, I always thought it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny, and I'm going to put this in cool. Okay. I, I would put this in cool. I can me. agree with that. I thought it, of what I saw, I, th- I always enjoyed it. And I'm almost tempted to put it in awesome, but I'm going to put it in cool. Yeah, I don't think it quite deserves the awesome tier. But I think this was the the child, the, this was the, this was the father of things that, beca- that came after like ad- like an adult swim. Oh yeah, yeah. This, no, totally. This, that was the model, yeah, basically. Th- this for is Adult Swim. this is this is basically it deserves cool just for that. Yeah, for pioneering that. And but I don't think it could go any higher because yeah. it did have limitations. It wasn't that iconic. No, the next one we're going to talk about. 
SpongeBob SquarePants. I barely watched any of this. I know very little of it. I, my son's watched some of it. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I think it's kind of dumb. I'm gonna put it in whatever. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's it's iconic, but I personally. Eh. And I'm putting it in whatever for the same reason why I put South Park in cool. Its great episodes are fantastic. Its not so good episodes are terrible, and there's a lot of filler in that. Yeah. But what brings SpongeBob down is the quality. With South Park, the quality got better. SpongeBob, the quality's gone downhill so bad. The first few seasons of SpongeBob, he was just naive and childlike and he wasn't stupid he was a little annoying but he was more like what would happen innocent naive yeah what would happen if you put a 12 year old in an adult world right and now he's just dumb annoying irritating and you just think oh my god who you know and and that drags it completely down okay and you know it's just yeah so it, it's good, but it's it. I, I think its body of work, the concept is great, but its own body of work is what kills it. Gotcha. Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Did you ever see that? I've never heard of that. Okay, I'm gonna put this in whatever pending further review. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna put this in week pending further review because remember what we said about um, Daria. Yeah. Daria is good, but nobody really talks about it outside. Less than what they talk. It's about always these guys. connected. Yeah, and, or or said after Beavis and Butt-Ed. Nobody talks about Tales from the Crypt Keeper at all. No, so I've, that's first I've ever heard. That's of why it. I'm putting it in weak. I don't think it's trash because obviously I don't know much about it. But you know, now for people to say, well, "What do you mean you don't know much about it? Why are you including it in your list?" Remember, we pulled. A, I pulled a list of the uh, 40 most popular animated shows in the United States in the 90s. So, you know, Tales from the Crypt Keeper was on that list. That's why. Um, Let's see another one that we didn't really do. Bobby's World was on that list. So Dr. Katz was on that list. Yeah. It, it was there. <clears throat> um, Tailspin. I love that show. Uh, I, 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 uh, objectively, though, I think it deserves a uh, solid cool. Solid cool? It was, a, it, was, it was a worthwhile watch, but it wasn't one of my go-tos. No, I, I've, I've seen some of it, and I thought it was really, really well done. Um, I didn't see too much of it. Lots because, of action. Yeah. I think it definitely had more depth to it than Darkwing Duck, but... Um, it it yeah I think I think the lower end of cool is probably the best place to put it. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a decent show. Definitely. What about this one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I love that one. I love that dang I, show. I would say that was awesome. I would definitely put that in the awesome. I tier. think that was a really good show. Well, not not just a really really good show. It was it was kung fu fighting turtles. So it had a lot of action scenes, a lot of color. Yeah, it was just I always enjoyed watching those. I I had a bunch of the tapes too. Oh yeah, um, I saw the movies too that came out in the nineties. Oh yeah, oh I mean, yeah, I had the I had the album. I, th- I they think put out. I think this is iconic enough. Just that they've remade it how many times now? Bunch. But the, none of it, none of them can compare to what this. Yeah, is. the original one's really good. Especially that god awful movie from a couple of years ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put this one in the trash. Really? Simply because, actually, no, I'm gonna put it in weak. I say I liked it. And it was a very very. Um, I think I own it. Are you on or whatever? Uh, oh, where would you put it? Let me ask you that. I would put it. I don't know. I'll put it at least in whatever. I th- I'll I'll give it to whatever. Um, again, it was it was a little out of my time. You know, being a twelve year old kid when it came out. I would say I I've got it on DVD. I've got the whole thing. If you ever want to rewatch it right. as an adult, because I've 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 seen it both as a kid and as an adult, and now I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. And I I don't know. I think. 
It's quirky. It's got some funny stuff in it. It's quirky, and because it's a Matt Groening thing, I think the John actor... Lovitz, right? Yeah, I love John Lovitz. John he's, Lovitz he's was hol- fantastic in the nineties. He's hilarious in the critic. He really is. He's very good. I think because right, this <laughs> suffers from the same thing that Darius suffers from, and um, King of the Hill kind of suffers from the shadow of the Simpsons. Yeah, even though it wasn't a direct spinoff, because it was made by the same it's people, produced by the same. Yeah, yeah. And unlike Futurama, who tapped into a lot of that Simpsons style. The critic just had the 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 drawing style, and everybody was expecting it to be like The Simpsons, or at least have that kind of level of humor than The Simpsons had, and it just fell short. Yeah. So from what I saw of it, um, the Magic School Bus. Cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. I'd give it a solid call. My son still watches that show. It's like similar to Arnold. Uh, Arnold. I said Arnold again because I'm because right next <laughs> to hey, the Arthur. <laughs> hey Arthur. Uh, hey. Hey, floating glasses head. I mean, <laughs> okay, no, like there's I, black magic in this room. Like I never, I never saw it. I'll be completely honest. I never saw that. That one did come into the UK. Um, what's it about? It just it's basically it's uh it's about this uh, class and this teacher, science teacher. She has this magical school bus, and they can like go to outer space, and they can shrink it down and go inside people's bodies. Okay. So they basically. They basically educational action adventure. Okay, so I, it's a okay. great show. I can, I can okay. I, can, I wouldn't say it's awesome, but I'd say it's cool. I think cool, cool. It's very very solid because it 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 balances education and um, entertainment very well. It's very difficult to do. They do it very very skillfully. Sweet. So I'll I'll give it I'll give it a cool. I'll I'll defer to your judgment on that one. Trash. Really. Directly into the trash. Nice. I did not care for this at all. The mask. I the actually, animated series. I didn't like it at all. I actually thought it was better than Dumb and Dumber. I, I did, but I okay. mean, it, but it, but then again, that was that's you know that's like saying that you know that's like saying you're the, the, like turds are better than diarrhea. Yeah, right. That's like saying <laughs> you're the you're the least ugliest stepsister. You know, out of the two of them. Right, know? right. Um, I don't know. What, this see, this is the thing, right? This is why the, the, this confuses me a lot. It's the, resting on the laurels of another franchise, and they just totally screwed it up. Yeah, Jim, I mean, Jim Carrey was was white hot in the nineties. Oh yeah, he was he was the man. Nobody was doing better than him. I mean, Ace Ventura was absolutely hilarious, although it hasn't aged well. No, the mask was absolutely fantastic. He uh, could do no wrong in the nineties, basically. Dumb and Dumber was brilliant. Yep, I loved the Cable Guy. I thought it was fantastic. Love that movie. The Truman Show, Man on the Moon. Showed that the man could act. Yeah, he could have a serious side. Uh, what was the... Uh, he did, like, an indie film in the 2000s, too. Uh, uh, 13? Spot, spotless... Oh, The Internal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Yeah. That is, like, at least top five of my favorite movies. Fantastic film. He was absolutely... Like, he blew my mind in that. Really, really good job. So these, basically... These three were basically a cash grab on the Jim Carrey train. Yeah, and I just... I couldn't get into anything that spun off of uh, a, a movie like that. You know, it just the Jim Carrey stuff. I just couldn't get into it. Well, see, the thing is, as well, right? remember in the eighties they had the, the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah, and that was that worked, even though it was spinning off a very, very. I mean, look, with all due respect to Harold Ramis, and with all due respect to, um, and I've forgotten his name. Oh, what's his name? Dang it! What Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd. Can remember his name for a second. Dan Aykroyd. With all due respect to Dan Aykroyd, yeah. with all due respect to Harold Ramis. Bill Murray made the Ghostbusters book. Yeah, he he was the glue that bridged the um the scientific and the and the, the comedic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when they when they did the cartoon version of the real Ghostbusters, the guy they got to play um, uh, 
Bill Murray's character, which was Venkman. I can't remember his name. All these names fell in my head. They got a guy who sounded just like him. Who had the same deadpan talking and everything like that. And the same guy who did Garfield. Yeah, it was... Yeah, uh, yeah. and then didn't Bill Murray do Garfield's yeah. voice? So That's a little like, confusing. Yeah, yeah but, circle against the square. Yeah. But the guy who did The Mask was different to the guy who did Dumb and Dumb and was different to the guy who did Ace Ventura. And none of them had the timing. Okay, it's easy to, it's easy to say, well, nobody has the timing of Jim Carrey or anything like that. But... They weren't even close to even being close. Their styles are too completely different for one. It's like getting, I don't know, it's like getting, um, it's like getting a, a, a hit animation show and then turn into a generic slog, Doug. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like getting, uh, Wilfred Brimley to host, uh, the Price the, is Right. Or The Voice. <laughs> it's like getting Chuck E. Cheese to fill in for Mickey Mouse. Uh, <laughs> we established this in the last season, but we're going to go ahead and say it anyway. The Simpsons. In the nineties, awesome, awesome. The be- the the creme the creme de la creme, the granddaddy of all. Cartoons. The standard by which all other cartoons were measured. Yeah, definitely. And if you want information on that, just go ahead and listen to season five, episode one, two, and three, and you'll hear all of our opinions on the. Simpsons yeah, we cover that. that thoroughly. Uh, okay, this one is a little harder to do. Tiny Toon Adventures. I like that one. I did like it, and the problem with it. Okay, I don't want to say a problem with it, but I mean, the thing about it was, they were trying to do a new generation of Looney Tunes. Great, great idea, right? The specter of the Looney Tunes was always there, but I I thought that the characters had as good of humor with, like, Buster Bunny and Bugs Bunny in the scenes they had together, Buster held his own, right? So I thought that was a a good way to start it. But, there was another show at the same time that was doing the kind of next generation character kind of thing and it smoked them out of the water. The Animaniacs? Animaniacs completely nearly smoked Tiny Toons yeah, out of the water. Yeah, I would say Tiny Toons should be in the cool tier. D- at, at most cool? Top of the cool tier? Yeah, I'd, middle I'd say of the cool that. Tier. I'd say that because it's very, very hard to compete against certain things and we're trying to do this obviously on its own. And they all fit in different categories as far as like who, the, who they were serving and yeah. what they were. And know? I think Tiny Toons was just wasn't cool enough yeah it was it, it was missed something it was uh it was more filler it, it needed a little extra salt yeah you know and I, that's not a bad thing it just I, I just don't think it deserves to be in the top category but it definitely deserves to be in the it, i think it's perfect where it is right it's, in the cool it, it's tier. a good silver medal totally and the final thing that we're going to talk about is the x-men animated series did you ever watch that yeah oh yeah how how does that look real good real good um i would put it I'd have to put it in cool, because that awesome tier. That's just that's just an elite. That's it's such an elite group up there right now. Yeah, you, I just can't really see shoehorning anything else into that awesome tier. No, right I, th- now. I think I think that awesome tier is set. So let's let's do the second part of what we're doing, and this one's a little bit quicker than just going through everything. We're gonna just kind of adjust everything to make it correct or anything like that. So the awesome tier. I think the awesome tier looks uh I think Ren and Stimpy needs a little be a little bit higher. I think it definitely needs to be above Rocco and Doug. I think it should be four. Personally. That I think that I think that's that's yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like that's a really solid. Okay, so according to the Because Maybe Crack Network team, in the nineties, the greatest cartoons in order. Were the Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead, 
Celebrity Deathmatch, Ren and Stimpy, Doug, Rockwell's Modern Life, King of the Hill, The Animaniacs, Futurama, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and The Rugrats. It's a solid, solid, awesome tier. So let's look at cool real quick. I think there's some controversy on there, in, in my opinion, there could be. I mean, a lot, of, you know, a lot of people look at this and say you got South Park and Family Guy. Yeah, I think those need to go to the very top, though. Yeah, I, th- I think they definitely. I think those top. need to lead off, and then I feel like Powerpuff and uh, Pose a Pokemon on there. No, Captain Planet. Captain Planet. And then Dexter's Lab, kind of tailspin uh, towards the end. Yeah, that's about right. Okay, so the secondary... I don't say secondary because that sounds horrible. But um, the cool cartoons, the ones that were... Are not uh, uh, These ones, if, if these ones existed in the 90s, these would be the top tier because, you, you know, you can't... I don't think these are any better than, than what we've got up there, but we've gone South Park, Family Guy, The Powerpuff Girls, The Tiny Toon Adventures, Captain Planet, Daria, Dexter's Lab... Space Ghost Coast to Coast, Hey Arnold, Tailspin, X-Men, Blue's Clues, Magic School Bus, and Arthur as the cool tier. That's a really solid cool list, or two. That is a really cool list. Do you think anything needs to move down on that one? Because we can't... Nothing's going to be able to go up on that one. No, uh-uh. But do you see anything going down? To whatever? Yeah. Ooh, um... Mm. The only one for me would be Tailspin. But even then, I don't think... Yeah, I could agree with that. A tailspin. I'm sorry, you've gone yeah. into a tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's do the whatever tier for a minute. I think the whatever tier. You can be put SpongeBob towards the top. Sp- SpongeBob goes towards the top. I think that's. I can't argue with the rest. Yeah. So the whatever tier is Pinky in the Brain, SpongeBob SquarePants, Tailspin, Batman the Animated Series, Darkwing Duck, Dilbert. Pokemon, the Indigo League, the original series, The Critic, and Duckula, Count Duckula. So those, I think, are very, very good averages. I think those are the, <laughs> that's the benchmark to where everything's set up. Um, the weak tier. Let's start from worst to best, I think, for this one. Um, actually, you know what? I don't think we have to, to, to... I think that's fine how it is. Yeah, so the weak tier. We've got Tales from the Crypt Keeper with a pending review. Uh, Disney's Recess, Dr. Katz, Barbie's World, Courage the Cowardly Dog, and Johnny Bravo. Again, I can't I can't see anything coming down. Because I think after we get to Duckula, the quality of the show completely nearly falls off a cliff. Yeah. And I just think that everything else above Pinky and the Brain... I mean, yeah. So it's I top tier stuff, yeah. And I think the trash... I think I organized the trash as we were going on. I don't think... I don't yeah, we it. already organized it. That's the, perfect to me. So the trash goes Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Cow and Chicken, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, Ace and Tira, Pet Detective, and Disney's Abomination, Doug. Blum, blum, blum. So that's it. Now, if you're wondering what this looks like, I'm going to go ahead and put a link in the description below, and I'm going to take a picture of it, and it's going to be in our video. But yeah, so again, congratulations to The Simpsons. Of course it's The Simpsons. Commiserations to Doug. Of course it's Doug. And for everybody else who took part, you did your best. And, yeah, congratulations. But, like I said, our gold, silver, and bronze medals go to The Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead, and Celebrity Deathmatch. So, we will be back here in a couple of minutes, guys. Thanks for uh, listening to us, and we just close out here in just a second.
My sincerest thank yous to Greg Gregory for taking the time out of his day to come and sit and talk animation with me. Um, Greg uh, is not here for right this second. Uh, unfortunately, we, the stuff that we talked about is just a hair out of date and a hair irrelevant right now, especially with what's going on. But yeah, thanks for Greg for showing up. If you want to check anything more up by Greg, check some of our previous episodes and also check out the Holodex on Facebook and their website, theholodex.com. Okay? Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, this was a lot of fun. This is something that I'd really, really like to do more of. If you guys want to hear it, if you do want to hear more, let us know on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. And uh, let us know what subject you would talk about too. You know, um, you know, there are things that, I, that I'd love to talk about. Uh, bands, artists, uh, their song lists, episodes of TV shows, you know, stuff like that. And I think it would be a lot of fun to do. Just, again, drop your information below in, into our social media pages. And, yeah, we'll go ahead and take care of it, okay? So, next week, uh, I'm going to be joined by Sarah Connolly as we sit down and talk about what I call the black sheep of the Oasis family of albums. We're talking about Be Here Now. I love that album. I think it's fantastic. A lot of critics didn't like it because of what it wasn't rather than what it was. And it does have its issues, but we'll get to them next week. And again, you, you want to go ahead and, you know, listen listen to us. Uh, <laughs> I'm not very good at doing these things, guys, as you can tell. Uh, also, I haven't done on my own for a long time, so bear with me. So, what have we got coming up this week on the Because Maybe Network? I don't regularly do this, but because I've got time to do it, I might as well do it now. Uh, we have got our live stream, our playthrough, on our YouTube channel of Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin was a game that was released on the SNES and the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. And I'll be going ahead and playing the SNES version for a couple of hours next Saturday. Uh, just for a little bit of fun. Uh, if you guys are not doing anything, I know we're missing sports right now. Come watch a goofy man tell goofy jokes. And yeah, so you know, it is your first video games after all. So watch a dad play dad game with some dad jokes. Uh, <laughs> and of course, guys, if you are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, check out Because Maybe Network. And if we're not the place that you regularly listen to podcasts, check us out on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, and of course we upload these things to YouTube as well. We're not on Google Podcasts right now, we're still having issues, I'm not going to make the, the, the title joke, we made it already. And that's it. So like I said, next week I'll be joined by Sarah as we do Be Here Now, um, and that would be closer to the end of this season, which I'm getting sad about because I've enjoyed this season, it's been real fun. So, uh, anything in the middle of a pandemic. So, uh... <laughs> And that, I guess that's it for this week, guys. You know, just remember, stay safe. Uh, stay away from people who you don't know. Don't allow people in your house who don't live with you. Wash your hands. And that's pretty much it. And, of course, stay safe, all right? Only go to the grocery store if you need to. Only go to the drugstore if you need to. If you have to work from home, pull up Zoom. I'll watch a bunch of YouTube videos. It'll be fine. It'll be fine, okay? <laughs> so, take it easy. We'll see you next week, all right? Bye. <laughs> I can't do it. Fire, fire. Nail. He said nail. <laughs> <laughs>